Hello, and welcome to Pure Evil, a true crime podcast, and I'm your host, Courtney. In this podcast, we will not only discuss the heinous crimes committed, but also go in depth of the background and psychological makeup of these killers. You can expect to hear cases ranging from cold cases, solved homicides, and missing persons. So let's dive in. In this week's episode, we'll be taking an in-depth look into the life and crimes of Robert Hansen, otherwise known as The Butcher Baker, the inspiration behind the 2013 movie Frozen Ground, starring Nicolas Cage, Vanessa Hutchins, and John Cusack. Robert Hansen was born to Danish immigrant Christian and Edna Hansen in Esterville, Iowa on February 15, 1939. Hansen's father was a baker, a profession that Hansen himself would adopt as his own in the later years of his life. Hansen's childhood was not an easy one. His father, with whom he had a difficult relationship with, was very strict and often made him work long hours at the family-owned bakery from a very young age. In his youth, he was skinny and painfully shy, afflicted with a stutter and severe acne that left him permanently scarred. His parents forced him to use his right hand, although he was naturally left-handed. Shunned by the attractive girls in school, he grew up hating them and nursing fantasies of cruel revenge. In his teens, Hansen began to practice both hunting and archery, and often found refuge in these and became quite the avid hunter, channeling his rage and fantasies of vengeance into the sport of stalking animals. In 1957, Hansen enlisted in the United States Army Reserve, hoping to leave behind his troubled youth and make something of himself. During his time in the military, Hansen became a skilled marksman, serving one weekend a month and working at the family bakery the rest of the time, but he would only serve for one year before being discharged. He later worked as an assistant drill instructor at a police academy in Pocahontas, Iowa, where he began a relationship with a younger woman whom he married in the summer of 1960. Although this peace wouldn't last, Hansen still felt mistreated by the community and sought retaliation. On December 7, 1960, at age 21, he convinced a young bakery employee to help him burn down a Pocahontas County Board of Education school bus garage. When the boy later confessed, Hansen was arrested and sentenced to three years in the Anamosa State Penitentiary. Hansen would only serve 20 months of this sentence, though. During his time incarcerated, Hansen was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and periodic schizophrenic episodes. The psychiatrist who made the diagnosis noted that Hansen had an infantile personality and was obsessed with taking revenge against people he felt had wronged him. It was during this time that his wife divorced him as well. In 1963, he remarried a local woman with whom he had two children with. In 1967, after several jail sentences for petty thefts, the Hansen family moved to Anchorage, Alaska. Hansen was well-liked by the people who knew him and opened a small bakery in a downtown mini-mall. He became an avid hunter yet again, breaking several hunting records which would later be nullified after his convictions. But while the townspeople mostly bought into this facade of the happy baker with a quiet family with a knack of hunting, some cracks would start showing through Hansen's squeaky clean exterior. Construction of the 800-mile oil pipeline in the 1970s brought prostitutes, pimps, con artists, and drug dealers to Alaska's largest city, aiming to separate construction workers from some of the big money they were pulling in. Many who looked for quick riches left as abruptly as they arrived in Anchorage, making sudden disappearances common. In 
1972, he was arrested twice, once for the abduction and attempted rape of a housewife and again for raping a prostitute. Unknown to authorities, his killing spree began in 1973, likely emboldening by his ability to walk free after those early rapes. In 1976, Hansen pleaded guilty to larceny after he was caught stealing a chainsaw from an Anchorage department store. He was sentenced to five years in prison and required to receive psychiatric treatment for his bipolar disorder. However, he appealed this sentence and the Alaska Supreme Court reduced his sentence and he was released with time served. Upon his release, Hansen continued to prey on strippers and sex workers who he forced to act out his twisted fantasies. In 1982, he reported a burglary on his home, which he had actually staged. With the money he got from the insurance company, he bought himself a Piper Super Cub bush plane, even though he had been denied a license due to his bipolar medication. In 1983, more than a decade after Hansen moved to Anchorage, a 17-year-old girl named Cindy Paulson, a known prostitute, was found running frantically down 6th Avenue, barefoot and handcuffed. After being picked up by a trucker, he gave her a ride to a local motel, where she waited for her pimp and called the police. When an Anchorage police officer, Greg Baker, arrived, Paulson told him how a man had offered her $200 for oral sex, handcuffed her, and forced her at gunpoint into his car. He then drove her to his house where he chained her up by her neck. The man then repeatedly raped and tortured her. Afterwards, he drove her to an airport and attempted to load her onto his plane and take her to his cabin in the Alaskan wilderness about 35 miles north of Anchorage. Luckily, as the man prepared the plane for takeoff, she managed to escape, leaving her shoes behind as evidence. Paulson made a formal statement to the police and not only identified the make and color of the plane, but also remembered its tail number. Hansen turned out to be the owner and was identified by Paulson as her attacker, but two of Hansen's friends gave him a false alibi for the night of the attack, so no formal charges were filed. After all, though he was no stranger to trouble with the law, the local baker was well-liked in his community. Alaska state troopers were convinced a serial killer was on the loose. Several sex workers and dancers had gone missing, and troopers were beginning to find bodies. When two bodies were discovered in the Alaskan wilderness, Hansen was a prime suspect, but the police needed proof. This led to the involvement of the FBI, including now-retired FBI agent John Douglas, who helped pioneer the field of criminal profiling and who is the driving force behind the Netflix series Mindhunter. Douglas put together a psychological profile of the killer based on the details of the case and the injuries inflicted on the recovered bodies. He theorized that the killer was an experienced hunter with low self-esteem and a history of being rejected by women and that he likely had a stutter. Though Hansen had been cleared several times before, there was no doubt about it. Hansen fit this profile almost exactly. What's more, he owned a bush plane and a cabin in the Alaskan wilderness. The police soon obtained a warrant to search Hansen's plane, car, and homes. What they found not only shocked them, but horrified them. The horror that Hansen's victims had endured was almost too hard to believe and bear. In Anchorage, 
Hansen was a respected business owner known for his skills as a bow hunter. The den in his home was decorated with hunting trophies and animals mounted on the walls, and he even set a few bow hunting records. But what no one knew is that for more than a decade, the hunter had also been collecting trophies from another kind of kill. Hansen mainly targeted sex workers and exotic dancers from around Anchorage. He would kidnap the women and either drive or fly them in his private bush plane out to his cabin in the remote Alaskan bush. If the women didn't put up a fight, he would rape them and bring them back into town, threatening them into secrecy. But those who did not cooperate suffered a truly nightmarish fate. Hansen's favorite location was along Nick River. He would set the women free. For a moment, they would have hope that there was a chance to escape. Then, as they ran for their lives, he would stalk them, taking his time, hunting them like wild animals. Armed with a hunting knife and a Ruger Mini-14 rifle, he would torture the women with this chase for hours, sometimes days at a time, until he located his prey and shot them like game. While searching Hansen's home, police found an aviation map of the area hidden in the headboard of his bed. It was marked with tiny X's, locating burial sites of his victims. Some of the X marks matched up with where police had already found bodies. There were 24 X's in all. Furthermore, in his psychological profile of the killer, Douglas had predicted that the murderer would keep souvenirs of his prey. Sure enough, in the basement of Hansen's home, police found a stash of jewelry. In the stash was a necklace that belonged to one of the victims. Faced with the evidence in 1984, Hansen confessed to murdering 17 women and raping another 30 women over a 12-year period. Hansen was sentenced to 461 years plus life in prison without parole in 1984. He was imprisoned at Spring Creek Correctional Center in Seward, Alaska, where he died in 2014. As part of his plea bargain, Hansen was only ever charged with four of the 17 murders that he confessed to, and some believe he actually killed more than 20 women. In exchange for a reduced sentence, Hansen agreed to assist police in locating the remaining bodies plotted on his kill map. Unfortunately, five of those bodies still have not been found to this day, and Hansen took the secret of their locations to his grave. If you like pure evil, Please make sure to leave a five-star review on whatever platform you stream your podcast on. You can also choose to donate money to the podcast to ensure future episodes continue on the podcast public site on anchor.fm. Join me next week for an all-new episode of Pure Evil.